how many lights can you see in the trees how many you find a stick and we i mean i literally resorted to playing fetch with her so <laughs> so that was a low in terms of i don't know it's high for me <laughs> hi i'm matt i'm a 30 something with a four-year-old stepdaughter and a newborn baby and i'm daniel i'm a 30 something and i've had kids for a while ranging from toddlers to teens Well, hello, and thank you for tuning in again to another episode of Ramblings of Dadmen. Welcome to season two. I'm Matt, once again, and as always, joined by Dan. Dan, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm still Dan. Yeah, good. You? We're still here, and we're still really enjoying it, so thank you for listening. And uh, Dan, I don't know if you've been listening to our, uh, sorry, if you've been reading our Instagram messages, but someone's offered us three million US dollars to be marketing with him. Have we, have we looked into this? Is he a Ugandan uncle, by any chance? He has 340 followers and five posts. Pinch of salt. Pinch of salt. <laughs> yeah. We, we're becoming famous. Yeah. Or maybe not. No. no. Yeah, maybe no, not. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, how, have, how have you been? In the, in, in the podcasting world, it's been two weeks since we've talked. In the real world, it's been 24 yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, no, we're good. Everyone's back in school tomorrow, so that's uh, back to normality, I suppose. Yeah, I'm back to the grind tomorrow. Fossey's got an extra two days off, so she's not back until Thursday, which I don't understand, really, because why would you just go into Thursday, Friday? But Teacher training or something. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So that means that I'm back in at work, so Becky has got to do with two annoying little kids for the next two days on her own. Instead of three. It's instead of three, yeah. Yeah, she's got a break. She's got a break. So yeah, it it will it will go back to normal, I guess. So what have you been up to for the last couple of weeks? Well, today Robin is now five weeks old. We've obviously had a little thing in between called Christmas. We've had quite a quiet Christmas. Fossey was away with a dad this year, so they were down with his his family in in London. So we actually had quite a quiet christmas day because you know christmas is for, for for kids really isn't it so robin is five weeks old so she doesn't realize what's going on so it's a little bit different so we had to spread our christmas out a little bit differently so i think we mentioned that becky's dad came down from wales the week before we spent some time at my mother's uh, on christmas eve we had like a family buffy on christmas eve Christmas Day, we spent some time over at uh, Becky's mum's. We spent a few days there, actually. We we were only meant to spend the one day there, but tiredness and beer. <laughs> so we ended up staying three days there. And then my dad came down to visit us uh, over over Christmas at ours. So we've had quite a quiet one. But because Fossey has been away, we've had like a, a staggered Christmas, let's say, because we... We celebrated Christmas on the the 19th, the 24th, 25th and the 28th, really. You know, Robin's starting to develop a little bit more. She's put on weight. Just before Christmas, she's £6.10. I think everyone's put on weight over Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Me especially. I I mentioned to it yesterday. uh, We discussed how I had a cheese hangover. (laughs) I never realised this was a thing, but I think I helped 
ate my own weight in salt and cheese and calcium and wasn't a good situation the day after. But upshot, you've got really strong bones now. I thought you said colon. (laughs) Where's that going? (laughs) So how about you? How was your Christmas? Yeah, good. Like you said, a little bit quiet. Christmas Day. (laughs) We actually had to wake Georgia up as opposed to being woken up at five, six o'clock in the morning by a very excited child. Not to say she wasn't excited. Beck had sort of given her, not, not a warning as such, but she'd sort of said to her a couple of days earlier, just have a, have a lie-in. You're going to have a few late nights. Just just make sure you stay in bed and get your sleep. And I think she's taken that literally to mean every day she does that. <laughs> so Christmas Day, she was so polite. Like she, literally, I woke up and I was like, oh, what time is it? All right. Georgia, are you awake? She's like, yeah, I'm here. And then come bounding in. And yes, yeah, so we did the whole Christmas thing. And then Boxing Day, as you just said then, I think we ended up on a food hangover. We just ate that much Christmas Day, Boxing Day. And then you know, all those days in between that no one actually knows what day it is. And then New Year's again, it was a quiet one. We just sort of stayed at home, didn't do anything too extravagant. Just sort of spent it together as a, as a family, really. So... Relatively quiet, but I actually feel as though I've benefited massively from that, yeah. having a, a solid break and just spending time together as a family. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I I was mentioned to one of my uh, old work colleagues. She she gave me a text and she said, "How's things going? How's your first Christmas? Not working for the job?" And I've said, "This is the first time I haven't thought about work for a substantial amount of time." So, yeah, this has been really different for me. So quiet, but, you know, I think it's been well needed after a weird year yeah. <laughs> in terms of the whole world, but a really special year in terms of us having a human as well. It's it's, it's just it's just different. New Year's Eve was very was similar to us. Flossie was staying at a, 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 a Nana's and I think we went to my mother's just to do Christmas Christmas Day with Flossie on New Year's Eve. That's right because she still hadn't opened a presents and we were like eyes in our matchsticks at that time <laughs> like when we went to my mum's and she was like screaming at us and said, you should go go get some sleep and take turns because obviously robin is not sleeping throughout the well she is sleeping throughout the night she's a bit better but you know what it's like they're up, they're mm. up quite a bit so fossey had like she went to a, a light show with, with a nan and um we we had a takeaway and relaxed watched Jules Holland's and we were in bed by 10 past 12 so at least you saw the new year well well we did but that was only because Robin was awake (laughs) (laughs) so recommendations now we've still not got a jingle for this and I'm quite disappointed we've come back and everyone's expecting greatness now this is like series two or season two or episode 21 however you want to badge this up we've still no super jingle yeah, we should we should be a little bit more professional, shouldn't we? Because this is the second season, but <laughs> but fuck it, we're just gonna go in with <laughs> yeah. Matt and Dan's recommendations. Still <laughs> no jingle. <laughs> we'll fix this in the edit, and if we you get that, will. if you hear a jingle in the edit, we've we've bothered to learn something. <laughs> so yeah, but what I wanted to know, and and we did briefly speak about this yesterday. But for our podcast fans who have heard you talk about it for weeks and weeks, how was The Matrix? Um, 
Hmm, I think that noise sums it up. I, I don't want to give spoilers out. It was just okay. I can't really say much more than that, really. It was everything you'd expect from a Matrix film with the you know, the groovy music, the heavy bass lines and the fight scenes. I, honestly, I went into the first 45 minutes of it not having a fucking clue what was going on. Really? I genuinely hadn't got a clue what the plot was, like what, what was real and what was not. So maybe that's the sign of a good film because that was their intention. I don't know. It was good. I'm definitely glad I went watching it. It's not something I'm in a hurry to go and watch again. Didn't like the ending. It's very much a love story. The trilogy is. It's all about Neo and Trinity. And that's very much what they've done with this this film. There's a lot of stuff going on in the news about they're not making it. It's not the start of another trilogy. And I think that's fair. That would just degrade what Matrix is. But it's worth a watch at least once. Okay. That's, that's my recommendation. Whether that's the cinema or you wait till it comes out on Netflix or other streaming services are available. I it, it sounds like one that we'll watch when it streams. It's just all right. don't know. There was something missing, I think. I don't know what, what that was. <laughs> I had all sorts of theories going into it. Of what, what was going to happen after watching all the trailers and being that sad guy who watched them at quarter speed just to try and pick up on little bits. But... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's something you never mentioned before. <laughs> you can't predict it. It's just good. It's just a bit of action films an easy watch. So that's that. Well, we'll we'll probably give it a go. Although that means that Becky needs to watch the first three, and I don't think she's a uh, she's looking forward to that. Definitely watch the first three. I think that's the first one's good. The second and like the, the different in it, and like the first one's more of like a a coming of age type film. It's him realising that he's Neo. The second one's very much an action film. The third one's more of a war film. Yeah, I think, I think if memory serves, I mean, you must have shown me the first one, but I'm pretty sure the next two I went to watch at the cinema. So I'll give it a watch. But um, this is, this is not so much a recommendation. I mean, this is a recommendation from you to, okay, let me explain. Becky has a, a watch list on Netflix. Mm-hmm. One of the watch lists, like, you know when you've got a film, when you've got, it's on your watch list and you're like, oh, I don't really fancy that. I'll watch it at some point. It always gets left to the back of the queue. So Becky has one of them and I say to her, we need to watch this. It's one of the it's one of the films that you should, should watch. It's up there. You need to watch it. And she's like, yeah, but meh. So I'm hoping that when she listens to this, you might be able to help her out. That film is called Gladiator. You've got to be in the mood for that. I agree. You have to be in the mood for it. And it's two and a half hours that you need to, like... <laughs> Build yourself up for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is, it's is—it's a great film. I'd rather watch 300. Uh, see, I wasn't a fan of that. And that's probably controversial. There's, there's probably all sorts of people now... Just screaming and shouting and throwing the phones and <laughs> just calling me a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hashtag dance a dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we even use hashtags anymore? I don't know. But yeah, Gladiator's good. It is, it's an epic. It's not one I'd watch on repeat. If you'd have said Braveheart, I would have strongly agreed. That one is the film that keeps on giving. I would agree. Again, though, that's another three and a half hour epic, isn't it? Like... Yeah, it's about three hours, but 
that's you don't feel as though you're watching something for three hours with Braveheart. With Gladiator, yeah. you know, there's quite a few slow bits in it building up to all that, and then there's just the one line. Oh, there's two in there. Are you not entertained? Yes. And then the bit that I can never remember about you know, Maximus Decimus Meridius. Fallen son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. I mean, you did that fairly well. It was close. It's completely not right, but (laughs) (laughs) it's it's worth a watch. I'd say it's a Friday night kind of film. Well, anyway, that leads me on to to my next recommendation, which is an off spin of an older film. We've always talked about how my favourite films are the 80s films. Becky's favourite films are not the 80s films <laughs> but um, the the new series has just come out of Cobra Kai I don't did you ever get into that so oh. I watched the first and second series and then it just felt very samey I loved the nostalgia the names the people that came back into it and the way that the storylines were mixing up it, the first series did feel like just the first film and then the second yeah. series just sort of merged a little bit and then Crease reappearing. You know, oh, great, this is cool. I know the premise of the fourth series, that it's Silver that's come back. Callum's watched the third and fourth series. I've started the third series, not finished it. Callum's blitzed it all in already. Yeah, we've he, nearly blitzed it. He came down and started telling me about, you know, this guy, he's got, got grey hair and they come. I'm like, you've never seen the films. But <laughs> that is basically the third film. Please tell me they've done the scene where they get Daniel or one of the kids or whoever, and there's a wooden dummy, and he makes him uh, punch or kick that. No, I don't remember that. Fuck it. What a missed opportunity. I know. There there is flashbacks to that. I mean, if if you've already told Callum, there's no spoilers. There's flashbacks to it, but so far it hasn't happened. Although there is is a funny bit (laughs) in this series where... Danny's wife says to him when Silver comes back and says, is there anybody else that's going to come back from your past that we don't know of? And then he goes, no. And then he's like, well, maybe. <laughs> so it's just a very clear there's going to be another guest star at some point. Again, I like it for the nostalgia. I think the fourth series has been better than the third, to be honest with you. Recommend yeah. it. Yeah, give it a give it a watch once you've got the third one down, I guess. All right. Yeah. I'm still um, looking my way through, what's it called, Balzac. Oh, right, okay. It's just easy watching. Um, tell you something, it's like an anti-recommendation. I don't know, I'm sort of sat on the fence again. Don't look up on Netflix. Oh, yeah, we watched that as well. I just was not impressed with that at all. I like the science. I thought it was a good way to end it. Yeah. I just didn't like the script and the film. I think there was a lot of like symbolism and hidden meanings. Well, not so much hidden meanings, but a lot of like content within the script that was there was a there was a lot of stuff in the film that was referenced to modern day world anyway, wasn't it? It was more yeah. like symbolism rather than the actual film. So, so I get it. I know what you mean. It's not brilliant, but I think that's not what it was intended for. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I get what you mean. It just it didn't grip me. Yeah, and I know what you mean. It was just, I think so. I think I read a, a review about it. It was just two hours of A-Lab celebrities shouting at each other. For Pretty much. Two hours. That's kind of what it was, wasn't it? I concur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, tell you what we had, though. Semi-recommendation. 
fuck it, let's go with it. Let's classify this as a recommendation. Biltong and cheese cubes. Ooh, oh, yeah. my God. Like, just little strip, little tiny chunks of it, and then I cubed up some very small half-centimetre cubes of um, like fiery Mexican cheese. Mouthful of each of them, just uh, with some olives. It's a whole other dimension of food. That that sort of got me through a few films <laughs> over Christmas. I absolutely love Billetong, and I absolutely love like a spicy Mexican cheese. Are you getting on with Vikings? We haven't watched any over Christmas. What a disappointment. We, I think we've got up to the bit where Ivor and King Harold are starting to go to war with Katigad. And um, Edge of WWE fame is now in it. And he's gone to Iceland with Floki. That's kind of where we're up to. I think the last episode that we're on, they were all in the, like the little volcanic. I know exactly where you're up to. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah, so you're making progress. So we, we're going to get up to it, but, I mean, to be honest, we haven't had time to sit down for a couple of hours at a time and, and get into a good few episodes, because you can't just watch one episode of Vikings, can you? Well, I did. Well, you did, <laughs> but you were doing it seven days apart. So we will complete that, but we have had a bit of a lull from it. Well, a couple of things to watch out for before we, we kick on. This month sees the release of Scream 5, so time to brush up on Scream 1 to 4. Okay. And uh, Afterlife Season 3 comes out. I have seen Afterlife is coming out. Very excited for that. Sounds good. But apparently this is going to be the last series. He doesn't do very many series, doesn't he? He likes to... It was the same with The Office. and He only does a couple of episodes, a couple of series at a time, doesn't he? Because he doesn't want to overkill it. Yeah. Yeah, They said it's going to bring it to a natural conclusion on this one. So that's good. I think it's time for it. But I am looking forward to seeing how they conclude it, whether they they give him a nice ending. Or they don't give him a nice ending. Yeah, it's, it could go either way. Yeah, I know what you mean. He could fuck it all up. So, you know, we've got a good couple of weeks under our belt at this point. Parenting highs and lows. I think it's a, a bit of a cop-out and a bit of a weak, weak one. But in terms of parenting highs, Flossie has um, really enjoyed Christmas. I think over two weeks of her opening presents <laughs> and uh, going on all these adventures. It's been really nice to see that. That's been a real high. Obviously, you came down yesterday. Watching her play with Georgia was another high. It's, it's just great to see that the kid's getting on so well. But another high is that how well Robin is progressing. You know, she's she's doing well. She's putting on weight. She's starting to, you know, have more head control than ever and you know she's starting to notice things a little bit more apparently what i found out is that babies have something called leaps so after every couple of of weeks or so they'll go into leap one leap two leap three so she is she's just going into leap one and this is all that she's you know she's she's developed her head control which she's been good at for a couple of weeks but in fact by the time she was three days old she had a really good head control she was a freak of nature I don't know. Is there a bodybuilder, but just for the neck? I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Headbutting things. Yeah. And I can confirm that she is, at five weeks old, headbutting me at all opportunities. But, yeah, just she's focusing on you. And, and you know, it sounds really soppy, but once a baby looks at you in the eyes for the first time and tries to, you know, like really focus on you, and, and I mean, it breaks my heart, to be honest. It, and it, There's nothing else like it, I guess, is there? 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's from around four weeks that they can see about 30 centimetres in front of them. Yeah. The vision gradually gets better from there. So you can't see you from across the room. I bet you used to like proper have a pop at me for this, but I used to think around that age that she was smiling at me and she used to remind me that I think it's, again, we had a similar app, but it's it's a couple of months before she starts, they start smiling. And Beck took great pleasure in telling me that she's probably just shitting herself. <laughs> <laughs> I did have her on. You know, she's she's not been in the greatest of moods today, but we we get, we gave her a bit of a bath this this evening. I sat her down on my chest, and she likes like being propped up. Like, say if you were lie down on your bed and you had your knees propped up, she likes being in that kind of gap, for want of a better word. She likes being sat up. And she looked at me with the most cross-eyed look today and then shat on me for a good 48 seconds. <laughs> but suddenly, her mood was fantastic. But yeah, in, in, in terms of parenting lows, and, and this is an asking for a device thing, and I think from both me and Becky, to be honest, a couple of days ago, we went for a walk and it just turned into an unmitigated disaster. Robin was crying throughout the walk. Becky hadn't had any lunch. We ended up going for this this walk in in a, a local park. They were all crying all the way through. We managed to get to <laughs> to like a little cafe where Becky was like, "I need a coffee and I'm gonna get something for for Floss to to eat." So Becky decided to queue up. We were gonna sit down with a baby who who wasn't who was screaming. And I don't, I don't know if you ever felt like this, but I kind of felt a little bit. Not so much embarrassed, but like I don't wanna no one else should have to listen to this. I know what so, you mean. Yeah, so we kind of decided I mean we were outside, but it was quite busy, so we kind of decided, well, I'll just walk away down to the gardens and like we'll we'll sit on a bench somewhere and we'll we'll figure it out and and hopefully we'll calm her down. So I had Flossie with me and I had Robin with me. Robin was non-stop crying. Becky was in this queue for what seemed like forever. I had to deal with trying to entertain Flossie and trying to console Robin at the same time, you know. And it was just, it was just really difficult. And we, I mean, I mean, Flossie was really good about it, but we were playing games like, how fast can you run 50 meters and back? <laughs> you know, how many lights can you see in the trees? How many you find a stick? And we, I mean, I literally resorted to playing fetch with her. So. <laughs> So that was a low in terms of. I don't know. It's high for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What one of the things that we've had to adapt to is to you've got one child that wants your attention, and you know you've you've met Floss. She's very high demanding. She she likes lots of questions. She she like on Becky. She absolutely dotes on her. She absolutely loves her. So she wants to be with her mum all the time. And then you've got Robin who needs to be with her or needs all this love and attention and she's crying every 15 minutes. Today, we resorted into Becky going to the to the shops to get a couple of things and I ended up taking Robin out for a, a five-mile walk, maybe. It was quite a bit of a walk while she split up and took Flossie to the, to the supermarket. That's been a particular low for us, I guess. But one of the questions is how do you deal with trying to give all your attention to, to the kids? Don't have more than one kid. <laughs> Yeah. No, it, it is hard. I mean, it's a delicate balance. There's no right, there's no wrong. But you have to 
sort of juggle your time between them and sort of prioritize who needs you. Kids don't understand that you're in the middle of doing something. They want your attention there and then. So it's sort of a bit of them learning boundaries. I suppose the only thing you could do sort of proactively is a little bit like what you did, but plan that in a bit more. So like Becky planned to take Flossie shopping once a week, and that's time for just them two. It's time for just you and Robbie. Yeah. You could factor in you, know, you take Flossie to the park once a week, and that's time for you know that one-on-one. It, it is hard. It does get easier. I tell you what. I tell you what. Something that that we have bought. I mean, I don't know if you've seen them. They're like slings, but it's like a, a massive scarf. A scarf really that you tie around you. You like you slide the baby right in the front, and that's been quite good bonding time because I mean, you've seen with Robin. She likes to be quite. I mean, effectively, she likes to be back in the womb. <laughs> that's, that's her position, though, isn't it? It's quite squashed up, and that's how she likes yeah. it. So this sling kind of puts her back, and that, that means that I can do some stuff. And that's been quite a, like a little bonding moment where I guess I guess it's like Becky being pregnant. She's carried her for nine months, so I've carried her for five weeks, I guess. Does that sound a bit corny? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've done my five weeks, love. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're into leap one now. It's your, it's your turn now, love. That app was an absolute godsend when Georgia was uh, younger. We probably didn't find that until she was about two or three leaps in. Very much like you said, where we sort of found a pattern that she was good for a bit, a shit house for a bit. She was not not a shit house, not purposely naughty, but nangy and you know, just miserable and crying a lot. And then when I looked into it, I think I stumbled across that app, downloaded it, and and you could almost predict when she was going to be good and when she was going to be tested. Yeah. Whoever's the science guy behind that app wants an absolute medal. I, I, I agree. From this app, this has prepped us that this week is going to be particularly difficult. Mm. And, and so far, <laughs> it's Bob on. I like how they, do, they give it the storm clouds as well, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> you get the storm clouds for the shit house weeks. And there's, I forget which one it is, but there's one that's like three weeks. I was like, fucking, can I just move out for a bit? Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is this is done. I'm, I'm not doing with this. this but week. having that foresight of what was to come and you understand why they're going through that, it does help massively because you can plan and prepare and make sure you're in a comfortable setting you know, when they're in a testing time. So I, we got a lot of value out of that app. Whoever's developed it can have a Ramblings of Dad Men medal. <laughs> yeah, a Ramblings <laughs> of Dad Men recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> How about your highs and lows then? How's how's the past couple of weeks for you? Like you said, I mean, there's some general stuff. Like it's nice to Christmas is all about the kids and seeing the stuff that Santa's brought them and seeing them react to that. One of the weird things that Georgia randomly asked for was a pogo stick. What fucking kid decides top of my list is a pogo stick other than the pogo world champion 2021? Maybe that's what she wants to be. Maybe, but. She will not use it unless I'm holding it. <laughs> so her version of using a pogo stick is her jumping up and down in it with my arms under her arms to give her that stability. And I think the, the big high for me was New Year's Eve. We spent a lot of time together as a family and we had a solid game night. We played board games, we played Monopoly. And this year was probably the first time that we've played Monopoly and let Georgia play as her own character. Right, Normally okay. she teams up with me or Beck and but she played on her own and she actually won. Wow. She was really good. Fucking ruthless. 
So that that was good, but then we played some other games and it was just wholesome, I suppose, is the, the best way of putting it. Yeah. And that, you know, them's the kind of nights that you look forward to you as a parent. Everyone's laughing and smiling and, and that's where you feel like you're succeeding in life without wanting to sound too grown up and so that Seriously. was yeah, that was definitely my high. It was it was really good. It was nice to see. The law, I suppose, comes from the opposite end of that spectrum where the tiredness, um, as I mentioned before, you know, we sort of said to George try and sleep in. She did for a bit, but then when we sort of let her know that as of Christmas, she didn't necessarily need to do that. She started getting up a little bit earlier. And she had a few late nights, as you do. You know, you've seen family, you, you're out. So she, that, that tiredness then caught up on her, which then just resulted in just little bits of attitude and sulking. And she's just getting worked up over little things. So I suppose that it's petty, but that's the only real law over Christmas. It happens. We've we've definitely seen that. Like Friday, Fossey had a late night. She was out until about half ten. Then on Saturday, she she played me like an absolute fool. <laughs> um, obviously you know about this, but <laughs> but uh, Becky went out to go see a friend. She only lives like five minutes around the corner, so she took the baby to go see a couple of her friends, and she was out for a couple of hours. Fossey was in bed. I was downstairs trying to catch up on the the most rubbish Adam Sandler film ever in the world click um, oh god no I think it was I, I can't even remember what it was it was about a wedding not the wedding singer anyway it wasn't very good I wasn't really paying attention but Flossie then came downstairs asking for mum and I said she's gone out there's only me in what can I do um, so I ended up reading her another bedtime story tucked her back in about 20 minutes later I'm not tired I'm not going to bed I'll be honest with you, I was all parented out at that time. I was like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> don't care. Do what you want. Have the house keys. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I tucked her in on the, the couch and I said, like, try and close your eyes, go down to sleep here. I'll put, like, Toy Story on and, and try and just, like, relax to that. She wasn't. Again, fell asleep about half ten when her mum came in and Sunday... I mean, obviously she was really excited, but she still had a late night and it took us, I think she was up from nine o'clock today. Anyway, the point of the story is, is that today she's been a bit of a nightmare because I think it's caught up with her. She's managed to, I think, recognise the sulk face. She's learnt that from school. So we've seen a lot of the sulk face. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a shit. It ruins it as well. Like, you know, you could be having the best day. And then they're just an asshole because yeah. they're tired. And then you try telling them it's because you're tired. And then they go tell you to go fuck yourself in their own little kid way. Go sleep. Yeah. Have a nap. We we cannot tell you how much you would want this sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> in twenty years time or thirty years time. Well that's the um, thing, isn't it? Like you know, over the course of the next ten years, they will fully embrace that sleep and then you know, flip to the other end of the spectrum where they're getting out of bed uh at dinner time every day because they can shout out to Callum yeah um <laughs> well anyway so I think that that segue at least for me into new year's resolutions and why this is the first episode that we're recording of the year I think it'd be nice even though when it goes out you know people will be probably giving the new year's resolutions up <laughs> yeah you know have you set any new year's resolutions 
we haven't set any re- resolutions per se. However, we are doing Veganuary. So this year, this month, completely vegan diet. So no meat, no dairy, no fun stuff at all by the sounds of it. <laughs> and it's, to be fair, we did it last year. I think we did it for a bit of a challenge of ourselves. Like when we when we first met, we thought, oh, well, I can do that. Becky was talking about how she'd like to eat vegan. And I've always tried to have a few meat-free meals per week. So I was like, yeah, I could, I could do that. So I think we did it in maybe October 2019. Sorry, 2020. And we kept it up. We kept it up for about four months in the end, apart from Christmas. And then we got it back in January. And we kept it up until we found out Becky was pregnant, actually. And then obviously we gave it up because, you know, Becky needs a calcium, Becky needs a, a food. So, um, but yeah, we are going to try it to try and lose some Christmas weight, to try and lose some baby weight for both of us because I've put on a lot of baby weight as well. <laughs> Becky hasn't put on, well, I, I think she looks amazing. Whatever. Yeah, so this very carefully. Yeah, yeah. Becky thinks she needs to lose a bit of weight, but she really doesn't. Oh, well played. Um, yeah, so we are just having a bit of a health kick. So Veganuary is something that we're going to do. What about you? For me, it is better to to make shorter goals, to not make big, wide-ranging promises. And I'm not saying what you've done is wrong. If you can stick to it, by all means, go for it. And I think that's just a big mistake people make, is that I'm going to give up beer for a month, and then by the end of it, they're craving it. And it's like anything. It's like a yo-yo diet then. Yeah. You, you stop something for a while and then you go back into it both feet first. So we tried something similar last year where rather than doing that, we just said meat free Mondays. And we stuck to that for a good portion of the year. It was probably April, May before we sort of stopped doing that. And I appreciate that's only one day a week. But my point being, try and make smaller goals. Yeah. So for me, I sort of said that I want to, Maybe I was just living off the high of, of what we experienced on New Year's Eve, but I wanted more of those nights. So I want, you know, like sort of once a month at least, where we're doing one of those game nights. Just do that again because I enjoyed it so much, and I think you know we we all did to be fair. Yeah, we try to um, in the in the weekends it's slightly different, but during the week we try to eat at the table and we have no phones at the table just so we can try and have a little bit of a a chat throughout the you, you know just to try and get that little family time there and those like 15 20 minutes can be difficult but they're also precious as well i mean can be difficult because i mean flossy wants to be near a tablet or you know robin's striking or whatever and um, but it's just those 15 20 minutes that makes you know just having a chat and makes makes a difference so i can fully understand a game night and how how you know special that can be yeah. Good. So before we wrap up, there is one question that if, if anybody else is, is going through this same situation, may want to know. Colic is quite a regular thing. It's quite a common thing with newborns. How I appreciate it. It's a, it's a long time ago. But how did you deal with that situation? Any any kind of uh, things you can help us with? Robin's definitely got a... a a certain routine to her at the minute and yeah. for a period within the night she will non-stop cry i'm just wondering if you've got any secret any, tricks. any remedies on colic <laughs> i guess apart from the so we tried a lot of the 
medicinal things. So there's one that's quite a popular one over in the UK called Infocol. Okay. We tried that and that worked, but had a knock-on effect of making Georgia constipated. Brilliant. Uh, so it was like, it was good for a day. And then she started crying for a different reason. Yeah. And it wasn't until we actually spoke to one of the midwives and you know we said that she'd been struggling a bit with colic. So we gave her Infocol and they sort of told us that that caused cause constipation and then gave us some movements for that. So we, we stopped that quite quickly. And then moved to grab water. I suppose everyone's different. Every kid's different. So you know that's not always going to be the case. It, it, some kids might be okay with Infocol and that works. For us, it was grab water. And that helped her. And luckily, it didn't last for that long. I probably will reinstate Podmin as an actual thing next week, and I'll bring a complete correction. Or we've got one better, and we'll bring the girls back, and we'll let you ask that fucking question again, because genuinely, I'm winging it here. I'm naive. I'm probably... No, I'm not naive. I'm in the 80s, percentage that what I've just told you is true. <laughs> we will table that for next week, then. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, again, the advice is just find what works for you. You know, and that's the same for everyone. Try a few different things. See what works. See what doesn't work. Everyone's different. So there's no easy answer to that question. Unfortunately, there's no magical spell or portion. Like, stop a colicitis go with a <sighs> Harry Potter woman. Yeah, there's no Harry Potter spell. I've, yeah. I've looked. It's yeah. colicitosa, not colicitosa. Not bad. <laughs> Harry Potter. Joe. And I've I've seen three Harry Potter films. I've never seen the rest. Have you seen the first one? I've seen the first. I've seen the first three. And then you should have got my uh, my reference there. The fact that you didn't suggest you either fell asleep or it just wasn't funny. Either way, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that wonderful note, maybe that is a. Do you know what? I don't know if you can pick it up on the microphone, but the time of colic has now arrived. I think we'll we'll end it for there, and I'll yeah. go um, and do some dad duties. <laughs> Let's everyone welcome back to 2022. Whole play, you know, this year is going to be great for everyone. Better than what the last couple of years has been. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back next week with more of the same. Yeah, again, the happy new year to everyone. Thank you for still listening, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>